Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. I want to read a scripture to you out of Isaiah. Isaiah 43, 19. It says this. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. How right now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God was preparing his people centuries ago for the delivering of their lives from Babylon. But that scripture is ever true for us today. If we find ourselves in a dry place, if we find ourselves in a wilderness, as a church, as a nation, as a family, as an individual, God will make a way. In fact, why don't you just say that with me right now? God will make a way for me and for my family right now in the name of Jesus. See, we're going to be interacting. I know that Pastor Dino and Pastor Dean have already said, do your likes and your thumbs ups and your hearts. We want to hear, hear you saying amen and, and typing it in and, and getting involved in this. But say it out loud right where you're at. I'll tell you what, while I was praying and preparing, I prayed for hours, hours over this. I was just laboring and praying and praying. And you know what the Lord showed me? I was praying for you. I already had my message. I was praying for you, for your breakthrough. There's some things that God wants to do. He wants to bring he wants to bring a resetting in some areas of our lives. And you know, as, as I was preparing for this, I know there's so many different ways that this could go. But here's just a couple of ways that things can be reset. We can reset our phones. We can reset our computers, right? Sometimes we need to do a soft, sometimes a hard reset. Sometimes a person might break a bone and they need it to be reset for their health to get back in order for that bone to grow straight and for it to be healthy the way that it was intended and the way the doctors can see it needs to be. How about timers, alarms, clocks? We reset our clocks when there's a time change. We have to reset our timers. Hopefully you don't hit the snooze button too many times or that's that spiritual snooze button. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And how about circuit breakers or or the the power the power outlets at the uh, you know in your kitchen and your bathroom in the wet areas? You hit that button and it resets if you've hit if the power has gone out on that plug or maybe sometimes you have to walk around and go to the circuit breaker and and turn that all the way off and turn it back on there are different ways that we sometimes have to reset our lives all of these things have significance the first one our computers and phones you could refer to that as our thinking the breaking of a bone, you could think of thinking of a resetting of a bone for our health. The timers, alarms and clocks, you could think of that as God's timing and his order in our lives. And with the power and the circuit breakers, think about God being our resource center, our source of power, our source of sustenance. We need resets in our lives at different times. Today, I'm going to talk about four of them. We'll get to those in just a moment. But I, I, want to, uh, I just want to remind you, this is a, a moment in time that is unprecedented. We've never quite experienced the things that we're seeing and, and watching unfold, even in just the 
couple of months, the most recent months. We've had a global pandemic because of the COVID-19, which has affected everything in our nation and around the world. It's affected the government. It's affected businesses, schools. Can you think of anything it hasn't affected? I can't off the top of my head. It's also affected our economy as a result. And as a result of that, even the world's economies, various economies around the world have all been affected by this pandemic. And then, of course, we in recent months have seen social unrest. We've seen protests for things that were done wrong that led into riots into certain cities here in the United States and even in some cities around the world, in other countries. So we're seeing unrest. We're seeing disorder. We're seeing chaos in such a way. And, and I know right now as we're watching this and experiencing it, it's maybe these are the more severe times that we've watched, especially for kids. We make sure that our children are aware of the news. My children are 11, 14, and 16. And so we, we try to watch the 700 Club. We'll watch the news, and then we'll talk about it. We'll pray about it. I want them to be aware of what's going on in the world to the extent that, especially for my 11-year-old, that she can handle it. And there's really not much that, that she shouldn't hear at this point about what's going on in, in the world that we live in. But my point is, these things have, have been going on for centuries. They've been going on since the beginning of time, but not in our time. They haven't been this chaotic. And sometimes we need to understand and perceive the moment that we're in and realize that God is, is going to do something different if we, his church, will rise up and take our place and pray because we have a place in such a time as this. In the same way that Esther was told by her uncle, it was for such a time as that that she was called to rise up and make a difference in this world. God was calling Esther to make a difference, and he's calling us to make a difference. I want to read to a scripture out of, out of John's gospel, something that Jesus had shared in the midst of the chaos that was going on in his life. He said this, But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I'm not alone because the Father is with me. I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials. You'll have many sorrows. But take heart because I have overcome the world. That is what we have to remember no matter what's going on around this world, we have God's presence that's available to us. You know, as I was preparing this message, many times, most times when I'm ministering in a, a church setting, the Lord will show me a face or He will, he will uh, show me something that's occurring or going to occur. This past Wednesday, when I was doing a chapel service for, we have a, a small Christian school here in the Houston suburbs that my family started six years ago this fall. And as I was doing a chapel that I do every Wednesday, I had a word of knowledge rise up and, and the Lord had me to, to share that there was someone that was 
either watching then or was going to, and I, I believe that it was right then at that time and that there was going to be another that had pain in their back. And I said, it's on the left side. And the way that I knew that is because I felt a sensation there. And over the years, I've realized that's how God kind of rings my doorbell. He kind of knocks on the door and says, hey, I've got something for you to, to share. So this person can, can know that I want to move in their life. Well, as I was doing the chapel, we prayed, we spoke the word over that, and somebody said, that's me, that's me. I put a back brace on this morning, and the pain is going away right now as we're, as we're talking. Well, as I was preparing this service, God told me that in the midst of all of this chaos, in the midst of all of this social unrest and the quarantine and being sequestered, He showed me that there was a woman out there that was contemplating taking her life. And that was something that I was supposed to address right now in the beginning of the service and tell you that there is a spirit that will try to whisper into someone's ear to do something terrible and tragic like that. The scripture says in, Deuter- in Jeremiah 29, I want to read a scripture to you. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. God has a plan for your life. He's got a plan for your life. Don't listen to those those whispers. Don't listen to to those thoughts. You have to speak to them and say, no, I won't entertain that. No, that's no place for me. I have a destiny. I have a plan. In Jesus' name right now, we declare, everyone, I want you to pray with me. In Jesus' name, we speak peace. We speak comfort and we take authority over that spirit that has tried to come against that woman. In the name of Jesus and anyone else that has been attacked with extreme loneliness, extreme loneliness. Jesus said here that he experienced it. And he said, but I have God with me, the Father. And he said, I want you to remember my peace is with you. Say, thank you, Father, for your peace. I receive it. I receive your purpose for my life in Jesus' name. Listen, God has answers. He has deliverance. He has breakthrough for us. As I was meditating and thinking throughout the week, Deuteronomy chapter 28 through 30 is pretty profound. And God preparing the children of Israel for their next venture, for them to walk into the promised land. And you can see in the scriptures that God was preparing them and getting them ready to step into that destiny of being a most favored nation, to be a supernatural nation, to be a nation that all nations would know that the one true most high God walked with them and lived with them and consumed the presence around them. But you know what? Sometimes they'd get off track. Sometimes they'd walk away. And he said, when you do that, when you are scattered, when you're scattered all over the world, if you will yet just come to me and humble yourself and repent and get right before me, I will restore to you the blessing that belongs to you. Now, the scripture says in Galatians 3 that we are redeemed from the curse and we're released to the blessing. We have Abraham's covenant. We have the promise of the Holy Spirit. We have the promise of Jesus himself, which is the ultimate heir that was 
pro- proclaimed and planned in God's ultimate uh, destination and where we would see the scriptures fulfilled with Jesus fulfilling the old covenant and fulfilling the law and bringing forth grace. So as we as a people, as Pastor Dino has gotten this word that we need to hit the reset button, let's make sure that we hit it together today. There's four things I want to talk to you about today, and they are God's word, prayer, our health, and relationships. And those four things, there are a ton of other things. And I know that, uh, you know, this is what God put in my heart. And these things will affect every area of our lives. Let's start off with God's word. The, The scripture clearly tells us that it will renew our mind. You know, sometimes when somebody first comes to know Christ, they will put the word first place in their lives. And then life gets busy and Things happen and, and the word is no longer that that precious, awesome thing that brought awareness to them that they needed Christ. And you know, maybe right now you're at that place where you haven't haven't really heard that much about salvation. Jesus said, Whoever calls upon me will in no wise be cast out. When he was on the cross, he told the thief, he said, You'll be with me today in paradise. Why? Because that man said, Jesus, remember me in your kingdom. Jesus said, you will be with me today in paradise. It wasn't based on him being baptized. It wasn't based on him confessing all of his sins or doing a bunch of good deeds. Those are all important and in their place when there's time. There wasn't then. And Jesus said, You're square with me because you've received me as the only solution and answer. God's word says in Romans 12, 2, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. If you've ever wondered what God's will is, read more of his word. Read more of the promises. Read through the scriptures and see what it is that he wants you to do as you read topically the different scriptures and promises. Go to the internet and do a search on Bible promises and you'll find hundreds of them and you'll be able to pertain those, you'll be able to apply those scriptures that pertain to your life. Right when we were going into COVID, God put it in my heart to get even more into the word. And and I, I realized he was showing me this is, this is really a critical season. It's a season that I knew would not be like any other that we had before. And my time was structured in such a way where I said, yes, Lord, thank you for those instructions. And I, I've spent a lot of time in the scriptures, a lot of time in, in studying and praying. But I knew God was telling me. And if he's telling that to me, I'm sure he wants that for you too. He wants that for all of us. Jesus said in John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will and it'll be done for you. Why is that? Because if we're abiding in the scriptures, if we're saturated in the scriptures, then our thoughts and our heart are going to be in line with his will. He wants anything that's good for us that's not going to distract us from him, hurt ourselves or hurt someone else. The key is God wants us to walk in a manifestation of what we were talking about or what we were singing about in that song. 
having more of his presence. The other thing, the next thing, number two, is prayer. The scripture says in Psalm 55, 17, evening, morning, and at noon, I'll pray, I'll cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. It's important that we talk to God throughout the day. I, I tell my daughters, you know, there's, there's not a lot of TV that we really see uh, as productive or helpful. You know, there's certain TV series that we'll watch as a family, certain sitcoms, but, you know, I, I don't want to be so religious and so uptight spiritually that I'm so restrictive that my kids don't see how to gauge and weigh what's right and what's wrong. And they're at the age and I've raised them enough that they know, okay, we need to change the episode. Um, we need to change and, and either fast forward through a scene where there's inappropriate discussion or, you know, there's, there's a time and place. For, there's some shows that are okay, some that are not okay, and some that are completely not appropriate. And, and that's, that's where I'm raising them to know that. But I want you to know that as we, as we study the scriptures and as we are in the word and as we're, as we're studying and we're learning these things, we have to have a place of balance in our lives is the point that I'm getting at. And, and um, it's important that we say out loud the things that, that we value, to pray out loud. And th this is the point that I was getting at. I always tell my daughters, have you ever noticed that on the TV series, they never say, hey, let's pray about that. Or, hey, what's wrong? Can I pray for you? That's not the discussion in primetime television. And so we have to renew our minds and we have to be proactive to be that way. If you watch too much TV, you'll think that that's normal, and it's not. It's normal to say, hey, man, let's pray. You don't have to go through that situation without some help. Or, no, you don't have to expect the worst outcome. We've got the power of prayer. Today, I was thinking about how we have to declare his, his word concerning peace, concerning safety, concerning guidance. These are some of the primary things that I think that every believer prays about. For peace, Jesus said that, that uh, he is our peace. And if we'll declare his word, and if we'll declare the scriptures, his presence will come upon our lives in a greater way, in a, a stronger way than if we were not declaring and having conversation with him throughout the day. Another thing is safety. Pastor Dino laid the foundation with Psalm 91 months ago when we started the 7 at 7, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Revolution Church's Facebook page. Pastor Dino and occasionally others will help and lead seven minutes of prayer to inspire, to infuse, to strengthen you. And if you're new to uh, the Revolution Church family, I just want to encourage you, check it out. You will never be the same. It will really encourage and inspire you. But he declares the word and he encourages you to do the same thing. How about for guidance? For guidance. You know, one of the phrases that I use a lot in my family is situation, situational awareness. And I say that from a spiritual sense so that my daughters, my wife and I, and the people that are in our lives that we're aware of our surroundings, we're aware of our circumstances, we're aware of what's happening around us, naturally and spiritually. Now, if you talk to any law enforcement officer, anyone that's been in the military, anyone that has been actively engaged in a dangerous 
situation or a mission, people that have made that their occupation, they will tell you the number one thing that they say is that 90% of the time, if they are not engaging, like for instance, in a, a special mission to help someone or save someone, if they are just in a place where they are occupying, situational awareness, if that's taking place, 90% of the time, they're going to see something ahead of time. They're going to know what's going on. And spiritually, we need to do the same thing. So I want to challenge you with that. that I got a sermon title, Situational Awareness. I'm going to do a teaching on that at some point. It's a message all of its own. But we need to seek God for his guidance. I know that when my wife and I we were praying and seeking God before we met each other and praying, God, lead my footsteps. Help me to know when I've met the right person. It wasn't this person. It wasn't that person. Lord, thank you for making it clear when it is. When I met Tiffany, my wife, Pastor Dino, and three of my friends got a phone call within 24 to 48 hours. I think I called Pastor Dino the next day and said, bro, you've never heard me say this. I know we've prayed a couple of times in our single years praying, Lord, help us to know when, when we've met the right, the right one. And, and we did, and we prayed through that season. And, uh, Pastor Jeannie's such a blessing in his life. And my wife, Tiffany is, but I called him and I said, Hey man, I said, guess what? You've never heard me say this. I said, last night, I believe I met the woman that is going to be my wife. And we just said, praise God. Thank God for, for the leadership of the Holy Spirit and for his will just being done. You know, as, as we just walk out whatever God's plan is and say, okay, Lord, if, if you are revealing something to someone, then thank you that you're going to orchestrate and bring it to pass. And a year later, uh, Tiffany and I had that conversation and we knew it was time for us to recognize what, what God had done in bringing us together another story. But God wants you to walk in his guidance, in his safety, in his peace. And that comes from prayer. If you have not joined us on Saturdays, I lead prayer every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time for 30 minutes. We've got a prayer group, a small group as well. For anybody that wants to go even deeper in prayer, check it out on the Facebook page and it'll lead you to the website for all the small groups, which leads us to uh, you know, talking about relationships. That's going to be one of the things I'm going to talk about in a minute. But if you are not in a small group yet, that's something that I just want to challenge you right now. Partake of that. Get involved in a small group. The next thing I want to talk to you about is health, our health. The scripture tells us in 3 John 2 in the Berean version, the Berean study Bible, it says, Beloved, I pray in every way you may prosper and enjoy health as your soul also prospers. God wants us to be healthy. You know, it wasn't too long ago that I, I realized during this COVID that I was snacking. I was sticking my hand in, in a, a couple more uh, bags of Fritos or Cheetos or whatever was around that was crunchy, right? And I found myself, I gained some weight. And as I was thinking about this, this is not just a, a passing thing. I realized I came across some photos four generations of the men in my family. Now, now that I'm saved, I, I don't have, I didn't have a belly because of drinking alcohol, like the three generations before me, but I saw that all of the men on my dad's side had, had a belly. And I saw, 
I don't even drink beer and I've got a belly. And I thought, okay, I've got to make some changes. I decided six weeks ago, I'm losing weight. Well, I've lost 22 pounds in six weeks and I've done it all in a healthy way. I got a hold of a program. There's probably 20 good programs out there that are healthy and good. I picked one that I knew that somebody was involved in and uh, I just said, you know what? I'm going to pick something and something's going to work and I'm getting rid of. I'm not going to lose because I'm not trying to find that weight later. I am getting rid of that weight and I have and I've still got some more to go. And, uh, and then after I get through the fat burning series, then I'm going to start exercising again, working out and running, which I love and I just got away from. The reason I, I'm doing that, you know, my, my father died younger than he should have. And my mother passed away two years ago in September on Labor Day. And in the latter years of my mom's life, I did everything right. I, I did everything right. Even my wife helped me. We took care of my mom. We, we weren't able to medically take care of her the way that she needed help. So I had her at a skilled facility that was just less than five minutes from my home. And we saw her almost every single day. And we, we had a very meaningful relationship. But even during that time, I still took her to every doctor's appointment myself. And before that, we spent a lot of time on her health. And I'm saying this to say, 30 years from now, if Jesus tarries, I want to be the healthiest guy that's in his mid-80s. I'm in my 50s. 30 years from now, if Jesus tarries, I want people saying, man, I want to be like that guy. I want to have that energy and that strength and that vitality like that man. And you know what? That decision's made now. But it also has helped me as I've made this decision it inspired people that I didn't even know. People have told me, Pastor Ray, you've inspired me. I've been making some changes. And although I've never said to my, to my family, to my, my wife or my daughters, hey, you need to eat better or you need to change this or that, I've decided just to live my life. And you know what? As they've seen the excitement and the progress and the breakthrough for me, it's, it's become something that is a positive thing. And, and we've said, hey, you know what? There's some better choices we can make. And these better choices, they actually taste good and, and they're good for us. So we're all doing this together. But listen, our decisions affect other people. They affect other people. And I want, I don't have time to go to it now, but a profound scripture I want to challenge you to write down in, in uh, Deuteronomy 28. I believe it's it's either in chapter 29 or it's in 30, right around verse 14. God said, I'm not only speaking about this covenant for you, but for future generations. Say future generations. For future generations that they will walk in the purposes and plans because you are choosing to. Friends, we are hitting the reset button not only for us, but to make a new normal. To make a new normal around here in my family, I had to set a reset button. I had to do that. And I'm not imposing anything on my family. I just want us to walk in God's best. But you know what? Sometimes we have to lead the way. We just have to serve by leading. All right, I want to move on to the next one. And that is our relationships. 
The scripture, I'm going to read this scripture to you. 1 Timothy 4.14. This is unique scripture. I wouldn't have used this for relationships, but I, I saw why the Lord wanted me to, to use this. He put this in my heart. Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. I want to ask you a question. Do your friends prophesy? Do they pray over you? Do they lay their hand on your shoulder and pray for you? Are they spiritually perceptive that you need prayer? If not, then you need to add more friends into your life. Listen, uh, Brother Jason this week, when he was leading prayer, he said he's so grateful, not for his church, but for his family of revolution. It's not just a church, it's a family. Pastor Anton and Jason and... and uh, and Jeannie, and, uh, and I'm trying to, Daniel, Daniel led prayer. Everybody did a great job this week. We're all filling our spot in, in doing God's work. But listen, our relationships need to be geared around spiritual things as well as fun. Pastor Dino and I, we're equally spiritual as much as we just laugh and have fun. Oh my gosh, we just, we have, we have a blast. And I told you I wanted to say something special about them. Pastor Jeannie, she, she laughs and says when they celebrated their 20-year anniversary earlier this year, they, um, she said, Pastor Ray, she said, you don't, she said, you made sure that Dino got down that aisle when it was time for him to pray. I came into town a, a day or two early and I just hung out and I helped with errands and everything. And she jokes all the time. And she says he was starting to get cold feet and, and he jokes about how he was getting nervous. And, and um, I was there and I was just so glad and honored to be a part of, of their lives in that way be a part of their wedding ceremony and party and, and they and mine. When they came to Texas, when Tiffany and I got married 17 years ago, I'll never forget the night that, uh, it was the night before the wedding. They had a hotel room close by and and uh, and they, they came by to the neighborhood. I had already moved all of Tiffany's things into our place and she lived at her parents' house just down the street. And we all got together. They said, come on, jump in the car. Let's go get some ice cream. And we went out and we got Sundays. And you know what? Relationships are about meaningful moments. And you know, that, that might seem like such a basic thing, but it was an icebreaker. The ice cream was an icebreaker. It brought, it brought a breakthrough at a tense moment. There was so much going on. And um, I'm not a tense person. And my wife... She, she's not really either, but we needed that. And I just want to, Jeannie, I've never told you that, but I wanted to say thank you. Thank you for your sweetness. Thank you for your kindness. I want you all to know your pastors are such loving, thoughtful, caring, giving people to the community, giving people to the church. They are, they are selfless. They are selfless selfless people and they they deserve the honor they deserve our respect they deserve the honor and i've said this before and i want to say it today pastor dino is one of my very closest friends and i consider it an honor to have him in my life because he's such a godly man there's nothing that I don't trust him with. I, I could, I could give him my bank account. I could. I, there's nothing that I don't trust him with. 
I honor him. And I just hope that you understand. And I pray that you understand what a blessing that they are to the world and that they certainly are to Revolution Church and to the people that have relationships. For us, it's been over 25 years that we've been friends. All right, listen, we're coming to a close. I, I need to wrap up this message. And it's just very important that we hit the reset button. Let's make sure that our relationships are what they need to be. Let's make sure that we don't know more about the sitcom series personalities than we do our own people in our lives that we should have a relationship with. Our, our family, our marriage, our children, the people that are that we work with, that we're in ministry and church with, in school with. Let's pray. Let's pray right now that God would rise up and help us to reset the button. Just go ahead and push, push the button symbolically right now. Say, God, I'm going to push the reset to be all that I can be. And I want to share this with you. This is a phrase that that I had in my heart to say, because this is what I say. God, how can I serve those that are in my life? How can I serve my wife, my children? How can I serve Revolution Church, Pastor Dino? How can I help them, Lord? How can I inspire them? How can I inspire the people that are in my life? Take time to pray. Take time to think, to be still and listen and think about the things that they've said that are important to them, that are dreams for them, things that they like, and talk about those things. Pray about those things. Do what you can to be a blessing in the people's lives. So we're hitting the reset button on what are those things? God, His Word, prayer, our health, and our relationships. Let's pray right now. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we worship you and we praise you. We say, Lord, we are hitting the reset button. We want all that you have for us. Lord, help us to help those that we're called to. And as we do, as we push the reset button to get your word into our heart even more, to pray even more, to be healthier, to make better choices so that we can do more for other people, for our family, and, and enjoy a better life. And Lord, in our relationships, help us to reset the button that we're not thinking about what we're going to say next, but that we can listen more closely, not only to the words, but the heart, that we can see and hear and feel what's going on around us. Help us, Father God to be situationally aware of those buttons that we need to reset. Say reset. Say it again. Say reset. Say I'm resetting the buttons in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God, for your will and purpose being done in my life and in Revolution Church. Amen. God bless you. Pastors Dino and Jeannie, over to you. Wasn't that an awesome message from Pastor Ray? You know, we all need a reset right now. Every single one of us, we are facing obstacles, uncertainty, things changing all around us. But I promise you, the Word of God has answers where we can reset and find the right answers that we need for right now. But the beginning of our reset 
it begins at knowing that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. If you're watching today, maybe you've heard a lot of the things that Ray talked about today, and they were awesome, but the beginning of our reset is knowing Jesus personally. And right now, if you have never invited Jesus Christ to be your personal Savior, I'm not talking about religion, I'm not talking about water baptism, I'm not talking about joining a club, I'm talking about having a personal, intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus. I remember when somebody first told me that I could have a personal relationship with Jesus. I was so afraid because I was so afraid of this distant God, but I had no idea that God doesn't want to be distant with us any longer, that you and I can develop a personal relationship with Jesus and experience the reset that we are all looking for. So right where you are, I want you to bow your head and just pray this very simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I ask you to be my personal savior. Save me, change me, help me to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you, and if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.